of four portions of the Bible and I would like to speak of two small words that go together the words of all things and the first one is going to be in the Gospel of Mark chapter 7 and verse 37 Mark's Gospel chapter 7 verse 37 now the context of this verse it has to do with a man who was deaf and he was dumb he couldn't hear and he couldn't speak and the Lord Jesus Christ healed him he says that he speak plain and his ears were open and verse 37 said of the people who brought the man to the Lord Jesus and were beyond measure and astonished saying he had done all things well he make it both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak he had done all things well I'm going to explain why I read that verse what brought me to this verse in a little while the gospel of Luke chapter 14 Gospel of Luke chapter 14 and verse number 17. Now here the context again, it has to do with a man who made a great supper. Another gospel tells us it's a man who have a great marriage for his son. So we're going to look at the one tonight about the great supper. Luke 14 and 17 and sent his servant at supper time to send to them that were bidden come for all things are now ready all things are now ready shall we read from verse 15 and when one of them sat at meat with him and heard these things he said unto him blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God then said he unto him a certain man made a great supper and bade many and sent his servant at supper time to say unto them that were bidden come for all things are now ready the gospel of John chapter 4 verse 29 John chapter 4 and verse 29 Now the context of this again has to do with a woman who were thirsty you might say as far as this world was concerned the Lord Jesus Christ had a conversation with her and satisfied her longing soul and she said in verse 29 come see a man which told me all things whatever I did is not this the Christ all things that ever I did is not this the Christ and finally the gospel of John chapter 1 and verse 14 the gospel of John chapter 1 and verse number 3 here the verse start out by saying all things were made by him and without him was not anything made 
that was made with trust God to bless the reading of his precious word now part of the reason why I read about the man who was deaf and dumb I know a young lady living in the state of Maryland I say young she's in her late 30s probably going up to 40s but she have this stature that she look like she's about 20 she, she's related to my wife and a couple of years ago we went over to Maryland to see her she was very sick if you'd excuse me I am so don't like this disease that I don't even want to mention the name of the disease but if I get it if I give a description you might know what I'm talking about beautiful young lady the doctor told her that if you have a disease, this part of her chest, you have to get rid of it in order for her to be cured. And they told her they got the whole thing. She's going to be okay. A couple of weeks ago, they told her she have to move this one in order for her to be cured. I never came in contact with that disease before uh, I came to this country. The first babysitter that we ever had was a, a big lady in stature and this disease took hold of this lady and took her away. And my first memory of anyone who had this disease that I have known was this woman, big lady. And when I saw the last time in the hospital she was like a little baby, the, the disease either up. The reason why I mention this, the Lord Jesus Christ, he met a man who was deaf and he was dumb. He couldn't speak, he couldn't hear. And I would suppose that this man has seen physician before. It's not out of the stretch of imagination to suggest that he had went to doctors before. I don't know for sure, but I can suggest that. He was never healed. You see, in this life in which we live, we have diseases and sicknesses. We go to the doctor and they told us all things are good. It's okay. But it turns out not to be so. The Lord Jesus Christ healed this man. And he said of those who were with him, who saw what happened, he had done all things well. It wasn't a question of whether this man would be able to speak. He did speak. It was not a question whether he was able to hear. He did hear. Now you might say there is, I have nothing in common with this man. Physically, that is true. Because I'm not aware of anyone here who are not able to hear me tonight or who are not able to speak to me tonight. But spiritually, you are in the same position as this man in the eyes of God. This man was helpless. Tonight, because of your sin, you are helpless. You ever have somebody who, like this young lady I know, and you, you try to comfort her, but you can't. Because eventually, the, the disease is going to take them away. You know, tonight, you have a disease that's going to take you away.
I've, I've known people who told me that they have never sinned. Let's give you the benefit of the doubt tonight that you have never sinned. I don't believe it for a minute, but let's give you the benefit of the doubt. It's still not good enough. Because David in the Psalms 51 said, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. If it were possible for you not to sin in this life, you're still a sinner because you were born a sinner. The only person who ever walked upon this earth who never sinned was the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who were with him daily said of him, he knew no sin. He did no sin, in him was no sin. Every other person that walked on the face of the earth was a sinner. Paul says, Wherefore was by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death has passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. I never heard Romans chapter 5 and verse 6 before I was saved. That when we were without strength, in due times Christ died for the ungodly. I never heard that I was an ungodly person before I was saved. I actually thought I was pretty good. I used to read the Bible. I told you that when I gave my testimony before. But I never heard that I was an ungodly person. The first time I heard I was an ungodly person was after I was saved. I never heard it before. But you have heard that from the time you were born, that you are an ungodly person because of your sin. Paul said, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended the love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This man is a picture of a sinner. And in the eyes of God tonight, you are helpless to do anything to save yourself. It is as if you can't hear spiritually. It's as if you can't speak. You're deaf and you're dumb spiritually. The only person who can cure you, can save you from your sin, from the penalty of your sin, is the Lord Jesus Christ. Every other person who came in contact with this man, they were not able to do anything for him. Like the diseases that are in the human body, we have known people who have have this dreaded disease with all the scientists in the world from America and all the other countries put together have no cure for it there's no one can save you from your sin but the Lord Jesus Christ he died upon the cross of Calvary that you might be saved this man was dumb he was deaf the people say he maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak amazing two-thirds of the senses that we have. I don't know what I would do if I couldn't hear. I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't speak, if I couldn't smell, if I couldn't feel. This man was quite a handicap. Oftentimes in the Bible, you read of a blind man. But this man had two handicaps. He was dumb, he couldn't speak. He was cured. And mind you, this is not a two or three years process like people that have certain disease. This man was cured immediately. He said that he speak. And he was able to hear. 
Now if you get saved tonight, you will be fated for God's heaven. You'll be able to know from the Bible that you're saved for time and for eternity. This man was helpless because of your sin. Sin rendered you helpless. The Apostle Paul said, For I know that in me dwelleth no good thing. He said he have the will to do good, but he can't. He said, for the good I would, I do not. But the evil that I should not, that I do. He said, now if I do that, that I should not, it is no more either doing it, but sin that light in me. You see, the body, the human body, I said this before, I have brothers in the Caribbean island, that some of them I'm like 15 years older than them. But if you match us up together, I look younger. Sin have an impression on the human body. You might not think that. But sin does have an impression upon the human body. I wish to God that I was saved when I was a young when I was a young person. I was saved when I was in my twenties. I wish I was saved before. But it doesn't matter if you save young or sick. The main thing is to be saved. This man was helpless. He was deaf. He was dumb. And the Lord Jesus Christ cured him. He healed him. In other words, he saved him. Luke's Gospel chapter 14. Ah. He said of the man who made the great supper that he sent his servant to invite them who were Bring those who were invited to come. And they all have an excuse. And he said, tell them to come for all things are now ready. When I first came to this country, I was invited to a party. I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this back then. I don't know if you still have this type of party. But I went to the party. And I had to pay to get into the party. I never heard of such thing in my life. Back then it was called a pay party. What you do, you pay money to go in, and then you were able to eat the food, but the drinks you had to pay for. This supper, you don't have to pay anything. Earlier this summer, we were invited to go to Long Island at my wife's boss. Uh, his son graduated from high school. He was going on to college to play, to play football. Big fella. And we were told to bring something. You know, everybody was told to bring something, so we brought something. When we got there, it was like about 35, 40 people, and everybody, everybody brought something. So there was a lot of food to eat. To this supper, you don't have to bring anything. You don't have to pay, you don't have to bring anything. You don't have to do anything. All things are already come. Will you come? The Lord Jesus Christ said, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, Him that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Will you come? Matthew Gospel says that this man made a, a wedding feast for his son. Now, I don't know how you, how you take it if your son or your daughter were going to get married and you, you send out the invitation and nobody come. Naturally speaking, you will get upset. Well, 
Just think tonight that the one who sent an invitation is God. And you take the invitation, you throw it in the trash. How does that make God feel? Now God is not like a human being, but you refuse. He says that him that cometh unto me, I will know what's cast up. There will come a day when you want to come, you will not be able to come. He said that my spirit not, shall not always strive with man. You remember, these people who were invited to come, they were not able to come later on. You see, those who were not invited were able to come. But those who refused, it was too late for them to come. Come now for all things are ready. How did this happen? It happened at Calvary. When the Lord Jesus Christ died upon the cross for your sins and mine. He said, it is finished from that moment. All that is necessary to take it to heaven was accomplished. All things are now ready. Come. Will you come tonight? It was a blessed day that I can look back to. April 29, 1976. When I came. Came with all my sins. You know, it used to be when I was growing up. And people who used to drink and smoke. And people invite them to go to church, they will say, well, I'm going to give up the drinking and the smoking. You don't have to give up anything tonight. Just come as you are. He will receive you because all things are ready. Just come. The woman in the Gospel of John chapter 4. In my line of work, I, I work in an envelope factory, and from time to time we, we do printing, we use ink. And there are different degrees of color. Some color you, uh, let's say you have a blue ink, you go from 280 to 290 in color. And the, the, the further you go from 280, is the lighter the color be. And from time to time, let's say we need to use 284. We don't have 284. My boss will say to me, use 285. Nobody will ever know. That, that's his favorite, his favorite thing to say. Nobody will ever know. And he's actually, by the naked eye, you can't tell. You need a magnifying glass. Or what we would do, personally, I would put water into it because they're water-based ink. And if it's 284, you put a little water, it comes lighter. If you want to make it darker, you put black in. You wouldn't know. Nobody would know. But God knows. Every time he said that to me, he strike me that God knows. See this woman? She was looking for satisfaction in relationship. And she had had five husbands. She was never satisfied. Nobody told this to the Lord Jesus. He did, nobody ever told him this. But he met this woman one day. And he had a conversation with her. And he told her about the water. She, he, you see, she came to drink, to drink water from the well. And he told her, you know, if you drink this water, you're going to be thirsty again. You're going to have to come back every day to draw water. But if you drink the water that I will give you, you will never trust again. He said, for the water that I will give you, 
shall be in your well of water springing up into everlasting life. You see, the water at the well is a picture of the world. There is no satisfaction in this world. But the water he's speaking about, about here tonight is the Spirit of God, everlasting life. And this woman said, Sir, give me this water to drink so I come not again to draw. He gave her the water. He told her, Go and call your husband. She said, I have no husband. And he said, You rightfully say you have no husband because you had had five husbands. Nobody told him this. You see what I'm trying to get at tonight? He knows everything about you. You see, even as a Christian, I'm very clever. I can use words to make me look good. We all can do that. But the Lord Jesus Christ knows. You know why I don't go to... Um, the last time I've been to a movie was 1975, and I got saved in 1976. It wouldn't hurt me if I go to the movie. I wouldn't lose my salvation. But when I was first saved, I met a man named uh, Jack Noble. I think he's from Ireland or England. He's in heaven now. And the first few weeks when I was saved, he had ministry, not when I was saved, but when I came into the assembly, he had ministry meeting. And he said this, if you can't take the Lord Jesus Christ where you're going, you shouldn't go. Now I can watch the movie in my house. But I, I, I don't go to the movie. Why I don't go to the movie? But God knows if I go to the movie. None of your Christian here will know if I go to the movie. You wouldn't know. How would you know? Unless you see me there. But the Lord Jesus Christ knows. You see, you know you're a sinner tonight. You know you're not saved. You need to be honest. Our brother was saying that. You have to be honest tonight. Only people who are honest get saved. And we're clever. We hide behind words. We hide behind all kind of little nuances. He knows everything about you. You know what you're going to do tomorrow. You know where you're going to be next week. But the Bible said of you and I, boast not thyself of tomorrow. For thou knowest not what the day may bring forth. I saw he knew everything about this woman. She got saved. And she went back to the city from where she came and she said, Come. See a man which told me all things that ever I did. It's not this liquor. This is the promised Messiah. He's come. He was able to re reveal himself to this woman and she got saved. Now, I don't know what it's going to be like in heaven, but this will be one person that I would love to talk to when I get to heaven. I don't know if I'll be able to talk to her. But this is one of a kind lady. She got saved because she drank of the water that the Lord Jesus Christ gave. Will you drink of the water tonight? Whosoever drink of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. Finally, the Gospel of John chapter 1. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made. Uh, you remember a few weeks ago, in the town of Aurora in Denver, in Colorado, when the, the, the man went into the movie house and shoot up all these people. I don't know if you noticed some of the headlines and people say, Where is God? Why can't you do something? He made the world. 
He can do anything He wants. The sun, the greater light to rule the day, He made the sun. The moon, the lesser light to rule the night, He made the moon. He said that He made the stars also. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made. He's still on the throne. Of everything that's going on, going around, around about us, He's still on the throne. He made you and me. Saint Genesis, that God, the Lord God, formed man from the dust of the earth, from the dust of the ground, and breathed into the nostril the breath of life, and man became a living soul. You know. You know what I would say if I were to have a conversation with some people who say, Where is God? Why doesn't he do something? You know what I would say? If we all got what we deserve, we all be gone already. It's a wonderful thing to be saved. I don't need to bring up tragedy that took place this week. But you know, you can be walking on the street and you're gone into eternity. It's a real thing. We can be driving across the bridge tonight to go home into eternity. It's a real thing. But the one who made the world, he died upon the cross. Rather amazing tonight that the one who formed the world on all the creeping things and all the magnificent things in the world is the one who died upon the cross of Calvary. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made. Colossians said, For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or power, all things were created by him and for him. Where is he? He's at the Father's right hand. He's coming for the bride, he's coming for the church. Christian anticipate the day when the church will be taken up to glory. We'll be suspended in midair to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. The question is, will you be there? Your father will be there. Your grandfather will be there. I've, I've known some great, great grandparents who, who will be there. But the question tonight, will your granddaughter be there? Will you be there? We are moving. This world is not our home. I had a brother, a friend move the other day, and I got pain all over my body. We're going to be moving from this world. There'll be no pain. All the pain will be gone. There'll be no more sorrow. No more crying. No more tears. No more sadness. Will you be, the, be, will you be in that great company when we're taken home to glory? May the Lord bless us. Shall we pray? Our Father, we humbly bow in the name of God.